You're listening to the Go-Getter Podcast. I'm your host, Candice Janae, founder and CEO of Epic Fab Girl, a community helping Christian women entrepreneurs build profitable brands and grow their faith. Whether you're just getting started or you already have an established brand, this podcast will drop gems, bringing you tips and strategies from experts to teach you how to build, grow, and monetize your business with God at the center of your life. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey ladies, and welcome to another episode of the Go-Getter Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Janae, and I am so excited about today's topic and today's interviewee. So we're talking all about creating profitable digital products, y'all. And we know, especially in 2020, the world showed us that the online space was the place to be to make money even in a pandemic. So I'm excited about helping you guys position yourself to actually start making money with digital products or really level up the digital products that you're selling. And we have the amazing woman of God here today. Her name is Lily May, and she's going to share with us a little bit more of her perspective on, you know, creating profitable digital products. And then we'll just be able to hear a little bit more of her story. So welcome to the Go-Getter podcast, Lily May. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you, girl. I'm over here cheesing. You look good, honey. Listen, we are about to get in on this. So tell us a little bit more about yourself um, and really your journey into entrepreneurship. And I always like to ask the question of like, as you tell your story, your journey, your what you do, like what role did God play in that for you? Sure. Um, So I've had an extremely colorful journey, so I'll try to make it as brief as possible. But um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill to study like public relations and communications. And it was always my goal to, um, you know, get a job at a public relations agency. So when I moved to Atlanta, a year after I graduated from college, I got a really amazing job. And so in like seven months, I was laid off of my dream job, basically. And so then I got another job. I was laid off of that another job and I was laid off of that so that's when you know I said okay God you know you're telling me to start a business I hear you loud and clear and that's when I started my entrepreneurial journey and so I started with a a independent music magazine and through that opportunity I was able to attend the MTV VMAs the BET awards Uh, I've interviewed everyone from like Wendy Williams to Russell Simmons I mean you name it Tyrese just uh some amazing people I was able to interview through that business. And then eventually, you know, I started my PR agency to really use, you know, my education and experience. And so I've been a full-time entrepreneur for over 10 years, as well as a PR strategist and profit coach to women. So I really, you know, um, the role that I guess you could say God has played in that is just me, you know, flowing with where he's taking me because a lot of that rejection early on in my business, you know, I didn't understand it, but I later learned that, you know, that rejection was just redirection into my destiny. So now, you know, I am comfortable in flowing with where he takes me and um, really, you know, listening for God ideas, I like to call it instead of good ideas, so that I could continue to operate in my purpose. 
Honestly, girl, I am like you. I'm ready for the preach that is about to come today because you are already dropping gems. You over here talking about that was the that rejection was just redirection for to my destiny. And I think, girl, that's so good because I think a lot of times we have our heart and our mind and our sight set on one thing. And when that one thing doesn't work out, we be thrown off and we're like depressed and sad and mad but it's all about perspective because every moment where you are redirected it's literally just like exactly that God is taking you into another direction and you there's beauty in that journey and one thing I love about just hearing your story is that at the beginning it was like oh I started out with school I got I left you know it wasn't like oh I left my job I kept getting fired right I kept getting let go and you know that could be so frustrating and I think a lot of times when people see people like you where you have an established brand and you're doing well for yourself you have a large social media following people can look to it and be like wow like you know this is so amazing this is great but it's like you're 10 years in like you spent time blood sweat tears you didn't just arrive to this point so girl I love it Thank you. And, you know, I also want to say that same sentiment for my singlepreneurs that may be listening, my single ladies, I think you also have to take that same mindset that I just shared into dating, you know, uh, when it comes to guys and, and ghosting and all of the things that millennial women have to deal with in their singleness, just, you know, remind yourself that it's, you know, any rejection is just redirection to the right person because that journey can, you know, be as tedious as an entrepreneur's journey. And so I also like to speak to that as well girl that's so good and it's I love that you brought that up because I had had conversations recently with like um different women entrepreneurs especially on clubhouse and I remember like when I was getting started in business I was just kind of frustrated and even when I was quitting my job in corporate I'm like god like I wish I had a husband like I I need a husband like I would appreciate having a husband during this season of my life because you know we have two incomes it would feel better for me to be able to quit my job and just depend on my husband taking care of us while I'm figuring it out in business. And it's not like I'm, you know, having to be late on bills and stuff. And that was my mindset for a long time. And then recently I had conversation with other women entrepreneurs who are married and they thought the grass was greener on this side. They were literally like, man, I wish I was single. If I didn't have all the responsibilities to deal with, like, you know, sometimes I feel like I could just go and do, um, and, and exist on my own. And they're like, you know, being a, a mom who's, or, or a wife that's at home and working and, you know, there is one income coming in, but you're, you're there, your spouse is looking to you like, okay, your business didn't bring in any money this month, but so what's up? Like there, so there's stresses and pressures on both sides. And like you said, um, you know, you have to just approach, you know, every time there's re there's moments of rejection, God is just going to redirect you and your path is unique. So don't feel like, you know, just because you're not married, you can't be successful in entrepreneurship. So I love that. Um, so now we're going to get things kicked off with our getting to know this go-getter segment. I love this segment because y'all, 
first of all, I'm such an introvert. A lot of people don't realize it. I'm just an introvert with a really big personality. Like I have learned to master the art of, you know, stage presence, things like that. But child, I will be at home alone, get my energy from that place. But I love to bring out of other people just a little bit of their personality. And I think we'll be able to do that with this getting to know this go-getter segment. So All you have to do is respond with the first thing that comes to mind. It's a rapid fire game um, just to get to know a little bit more about you. So you ready? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Email or DM? Email. Hulu or Netflix? Netflix. In-person meetings or Zoom meetings? I would have to say Zoom meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Save or spend? Oh, gosh, just telling my personal business, I have to say spend. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Uh, Impact or income? Impact. Girls night out or solo spa day? Mm, Girls night out. Girl, listen, I would die for a girls night out right now. Listen, I can't. Uh, you know, one day, one of these days, we're going to be able to have one. Okay. Um, so I love that segment. And the, I, I always like to end it off with this question of what's your favorite Bible verse right now and why? Sure. I would have to say it's Galatians six and nine, and it's do not grow weary in doing good because we will reap a har- harvest if we faint not. And the reason that's my current, I guess you could say, you know, favorite verse is because I think it's been a challenging season for most of us, you know? And so when it comes to your purpose and then we're dealing with personal life challenges, global challenges and things like that, it is a little more challenging to press forward a lot of days and, and to wake up and really show up. And so that verse just reminds me to keep moving forward, you know, keep pitching, keep hosting, keep creating because in due time, you know, there will be a harvest. Oh my goodness. Can you do me a favor and read it one more time more slowly because I feel like it's so good. Sure, sure. So it's do not grow weary in doing good for we shall reap a harvest if we faint not. Listen, y'all. I I wanted y'all to hear that because what makes me so excited is just like, it's like the transition words. It's like the words, it's not the main things. It says, if you faint not, that means that you got a choice. You can push or you can choose to faint. Like that right there is like, when you have grown, grown to a point like, and it reminds me of how the Bible literally says that, um, in our weakness, like his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not having moments of weaknesses. It just means that we're not going to give up. We're going to keep putting one foot up in front of the other, right? And choose to not faint and choose to not grow weary. So girl, that just preached for itself. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes, you know, because my word of intention for 2021 is alignment, right? So I'm focusing more on alignment instead of activity. And oftentimes that is just as much as a part of your business strategy as a marketing plan is making sure that you're spending time working on your alignment, you know, seeking God and things of that sort. So, you know, a part of that verse to me, is not even just doing good as far as your works, but doing good as far as your spiritual life and your spiritual practices. And oftentimes, you know, when you're working on your alignment, opportunities and connections and so many divine things come into, you know, um, into play for you without you having to, to hustle and work, you know, extra hard and lose sleep and things like that. So, you know, in the, the do not, you know, grow weary in the doing good. I look at 
doing good as focusing on my alignment as well as creating from an inspired place and not just creating for the sake of creating. Let's take a moment to pause from this week's episode for a major announcement you do not want to miss. Epic Fab Girl is hosting our annual Go-Getter Confidential virtual summit. It's happening March 12th and 13th, and literally you do not want to miss it. This is the first year we're hosting it completely live. Not only will you be able to learn from amazing entrepreneurs like the CEO of TGIN, Christia Donaldson, women like Jay Renee, who built Boutique Jay Renee and has seen six-figure months in her business, women like Janelle B. Stewart, who are who is a content creator that you don't want to miss. Honestly, you are going to have an amazing experience. But in addition to that, you'll be able to have live networking with other go-getters across the globe. It's going to be an experience you don't want to miss. So head over to gogetterconference.com. Get registered today. Early bird tickets are on sale through February 15th. So you do not want to miss that. Okay. And so this virtual conference has panels, workshops, DJs, networking, so much all aimed at helping you build, grow, and monetize your business as a woman of faith. And honestly, it's going to be so amazing. We're going to be praying. We're going to be worshiping. I know there are going to be tears of joy, of laughter, and God is going to show up and do amazing things. And I promise you don't want to miss. So join us live. Make sure you head over to gogetterconference.com. And now back to today's episode. So good. And I know we're going to get into just creating digital products. And I love that you said, you know, really getting, um, creating from an inspired place. So um, I know we're going to transition into that in just a second, but that really, really just blessed me. Um, And honestly, I'm thinking about, I wrote, wrote down the word alignment because I feel like that was something that God was telling me for 2020. And he was just like, kind of yelling it in my ear like things happen when things are aligned like even if he gives you the best things in your life that you'll ever get if you're not prepared for it it can break you like and I'm I'm a huge like entrepreneur I mean uh engineer um by like that's what I studied in undergrad so I'm very like logical in my thought process but even if you look at the structure or the foundation of any structure that's ever built if the foundation and things aren't aligned in the perfect place at the right angle, you put add some pressure to something and baby, it is going to give, okay? And so I think that's so powerful that when we are aligned, we will be prepared to walk in the purpose that God has for us. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we are going to transition into our Go get our conversation. This is my favorite part because we're going to dig deep into your expertise about creating digital products. And so I know since we're talking about the world of digital products, can you tell us a few examples like what are digital products? What do they look like? And why do you love them so much? Sure. Like a digital product is anything that essentially someone can download. So it can be an ebook, an e-guide, you know, and how to a list, a resource list, just anything that someone can download to access and, and doesn't have to be delivered to them physically. 
Awesome. And why, why do you like them and why have you kind of chosen to use them in your business? Sure. So digital products for me have been like an instrument to freedom because when you have digital products on your site, you're literally making money when you sleep, you're making money when you're visiting family, when you're on vacation, when you're resting, when you're watching TV. So, you know, for me, it allows me to serve a larger number of people without having to physically offer a service or physically, you know, uh, provide a product, but it allows me to serve people in a digital space around the world. So I've had women from as far as Egypt and London to purchase products for me. So it's just, you know, a, a great way to have a broader audience and to inspire and connect with the broader audience. So I love creating digital products. Listen, I am in the same vein with you because I literally just had a conversation on Clubhouse with some other women about, you know, digital products and really monetizing your business with digital products. And that was like my number one thing is like, you know, people might not be able to invest in, you know, maybe a thousand dollars or three thousand dollars to for coaching or like seventy five hundred dollars for coaching. But people may have it to invest at a, you know, lower rate. Or, you know, be able to impact more people because just because you don't have space in your business to work with people one-on-one, there's no way that you can work with, uh, you know, a thousand people one-on-one a month, but you can definitely help a thousand people with digital products on a monthly basis. And so I would love to know what, for someone who's getting ready to get started in digital products, right? How do you know, like, and how do you decide what digital products to create or like what the topic should be? And, you know, um, I, it, it's bringing up all these other questions for me, but we'll start with how do you de- de- determine a topic? Sure. So I would say, you know, start from two places, your passion and your expertise. So, you know, everyone has an expertise and many of us, especially entrepreneurs, we have several things that we're an expert at. So I would just start by writing a list of the things that you're an expert at, things that you can speak comfortably to, and even some of the skills that you might have that you take for granted, you know? So like, for example, designing on Canva, you know, may come easy to you, but for a lot of other women, it doesn't come easy to them. So then you could create a digital product that teaches him how to teaches them how to design effectively on Canva. So, you know, also include the things that just really come natural to you. And then on the other side of the token, think about the things that you're passionate about, you know, spirituality, perhaps, or health, wellness, uh, motherhood, you know, anything that you enjoy that, you know, you really would love to talk about. That's another way to, you know, decide what to, you know, write a book on. And the cool thing about digital digital products is it doesn't matter if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, if you're a full-time employee, it's anyone, no matter what your industry is, there is space for you to have a digital product. All you need essentially is a website. And there actually are people who sell digital products without having a website. So it's just, you know, an opportunity for everyone. And I actually created an ebook resale program to help women that may not have the time to create the products, or they may not be sure of what to sell. And through the ebook resale program, you can actually take some of my books that have been proven to sell well for me. And then I 
put your photo, we can change the title, add colors, your contact information, and then you get to have it and you can sell it on your site and keep all of the profit. So, you know, that's been a tremendous resource to a lot of women who may already have products, but they just want to add something new or they may, you know, have a boutique or like a physical business, but still want to have something digital to offer. So um, I'm definitely, you know, uh, excited to be a resource to women that may, you know, want to just add something to the website to monetize. I love the idea that you did that because girl, you already know you've done the work for everybody. So the next thing they know is like if they're struggling with figuring out what product to sell as their own, they can use that. So I recommend you guys to get access to that. Support her, support what she's doing. Um, You already answered a lot of the questions that I I had coming up, but let's talk about the conversation around pricing. Um, And, you know, once you decide, like, because you basically already talked about, you know, you don't have to be like a super seasoned entrepreneur. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a know-it-all basically to create digital products. So let's talk about getting into the space of pricing. Like, how do you determine how much you charge for your digital products? Sure. So I think when you're starting out, you obviously want, you know, to charge a lower amount, but as you build your business and your brand and credibility, that's when you can get into the higher tiers of pricing. So, you know, I've seen some women charge, you know, like $40 or $50 for an ebook. You know, and then there are other women that charge 10. So it depends on, you know, your credibility. Like when people see you as an authority or an expert, they're definitely going to be willing to invest more into your product. So what you want to do when you're starting out is to start positioning yourself as an expert. How do you do that? You start to speak and share things. And, and Candace, you are, you know, a pillar of sharing information with women and showing that you're an expert at what you do. And so I encourage people to build themselves as an authority so that women do not or whoever you're serving they do not you know mind investing the higher dollar into your digital product so I would start on the low end if you're just getting into it so that you can build customers that know that you're going to bring value and then as you grow you know and be intentional about your growth by you know speaking as a a speaker on different platforms or you know pitching yourself for interviews and things like that so that people can begin to see you as an authority and then you can charge the higher price. Girl, you are dropping gems. Listen, y'all, this is free 99 information, okay? So she just said, because she's getting into some of how she's able to sell these digital products, pitching herself to be on different platforms, you know, creating content and really positioning yourself Um, And there's so many ways you can market your products and services. And and I love the conversation around around pricing because for me in my coaching business in 2020, my highest offer was a $7,500 offer, right? Um, And then I transitioned to having a $30,000 offer, right? Now, not everybody can invest that $30,000 for me, but I made a decision Black Friday weekend to drop a digital product that I already had. Um, It was a digital product. It was my six-figure marketing Maven masterclass. And this was just like a digital, it was like a, a masterclass I taught live. I turned it, I, and I sold the recording basically. And so I decided, oh, I'm going to sell this for $27, y'all. So literally I sold this for $27 and made over $5,000, y'all, 
from posting about it and, and talking about it for Black Friday weekend. So just so you know, you don't have to have, you know, um, number one, a, a ridiculous amount of followers to make money with digital products. And secondly, you can make good money off of a low price product just based on how many people are actually purchasing. And so just recently, um, I did a masterclass in the Go-Getter membership which is a part of Epic Fab Girl, where I basically showed a case study of how I was able to make $5,000 in, um, in like that four day weekend. And then I turned around and I did a Christmas sale, right? And I, I just did this to be like, okay, let me see if this works. Y'all, I sold another bundle, a digital bundle for $25 and made $7,500 in a week's time. And I literally break down tools, technology, things, all that stuff, the behind the scenes of what I did, my pricing strategy, all that stuff. And that's available to our Go-Getter members as well. Now, my question to you is, um, a lot of times when women are about to get started, when it comes to their, like creating digital products, they might feel like, mm, I don't feel like I have enough information to be able to share. So how would you advise someone who's dealing with imposter syndrome when it comes to creating digital products? Like what steps do you recommend they take and how do they get to that point of being confident to actually sell digital products? Sure. You know, I would suggest maybe uh, doing a consultation with a person that has sold a lot of digital products. So that could be me, that could be Candace, and allow us to review what you have so that we can put a stamp on it. Like, yes, this will sell well, or here are some ideas to add value to what you're offering. And so, you know, I think oftentimes that can be a disconnect as an entrepreneur. If we create something and it doesn't sell well, we don't know what the disconnect is. And so it's important to have either a marketing strategist, a brand strategist, or a profit strategist that you can hop on the call with and they can review the product and say, okay, this is the disconnect. It could be as simple as the title. It could be as simple as the colors that you're using, you know, or the design or your own social media presence. And all you need is just one tweak and then, you know, it turns into sales. So I think if you're, you know, struggling in that area, just make the investment into a consultation call so that you can get the feedback and know, you know, if that's a valuable product or how you can make it a valuable product. Now I have a question for you. So let's say there's somebody who's like, ooh, I wanna work with Lily Mae, but I don't have it to invest with her right now. Do you have any digital products about creating digital products? That is a great question. So I don't think I have any digital products about creating digital products. However, I'm creating that today. So thank you, Candice, for adding that to me. Listen, <laughs> girl, cause we gonna be ready, honey. But even, even if they don't, how would they be able to basically work with you to get a consultation? Sure. So if you visit my website, which is theglamceo.com, and you click on PR, then you'll see the opportunity to book a consultation with me. And then you'll also see information like on the ebook resale program that I have, because that's kind of the shortcut, you know, to getting a quality digital product. And, and with my ebook resale program, I have ebooks like, you know, how to secure sponsorship dollars, how to design in Canva, how to do your own public relations. So different facets of business. And I also have like spiritual ebooks, like how 
to win while you wait, because oftentimes we're in a waiting season in life. So there's the book about that. You know, there's a book about love. So, you know, whatever industry you like to release something in, I do have something that you can just kind of snag and then, you know, turn it around and have it available to sell to your audience. But I would love to chat with you as well. So you can book a consultation through my site, theglamceo.com. Awesome. And so my next question is, I know a lot of times you are selling products while you're asleep, right? Like you wake up and you're like, Ooh, somebody bought that. Right. And so talk to us about passive income and how digital products have helped you make money passively. Sure. So, you know, with digital products, you know, digital products is just one facet of my business. You know, I also create event experiences. You know, I also offer public relations services. And, you know, it's just been, like you said, an entryway for people to connect with me. And when you offer value through a digital product, then people, you know, may be sold to invest in a higher package or to invest in PR services or things like that. So it's really been kind of a great entryway for people to be introduced to my brand the, the skill sets that I've learned and transitioned into products for them and to just grow comfortable with, with who I am. And so, you know, again, for anyone that is interested in getting into the space of digital products, the more value you offer, the more easy it is to have days like Candace when you're selling $5,000 because people trust her to give them value. Why? Because she gives so much value for free. Like, obviously, if you follow her on social media, like you shared something in Canva recently, like in a little video where you showed how to crop the background out of, uh, I think, uh, a picture or something like that on Canva. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could do that in Canva. So it's like, you know, by sharing value, you're showing that you're an authority. And so I encourage everyone to just start there, start sharing value with your audience, um, because it is an extreme asset to have passive income, you know, as a part of your business. I love it. It's so good. I feel like, you know, um, like you said, the more value you offer, the more people will be willing to trust you. And I can, that I'm even a testament, a testament of that because, um, in black Friday, 2020, I, like I said, I made $5,000, but black Friday, 2019, I tried to launch out and like post something and like launch something. And like it flopped. And why it flopped was I wasn't showing up consistently talking about what I knew. I was just like sort of kind of halfway doing it. And it's like, you have to show up and add value and provide value consistently for people to to be willing to trust you and, you know, spend their money with you. Um, And I think, I think it's really amazing because, you know, passive income is, is, is literally not only changed my business, but I feel like being able to impact other people and help them get results is amazing. Like I had a woman reach out to me where she was like, I bought like, you know, I, I, I access some of your free stuff. And I also access some of your, um, your like low paid digital products. And literally she said, girl, I prayed to God that December would be my month where I make $10,000. And she was like, I implemented what you said. And I made $10,000. I'm like, girl, yes, honey. She didn't even invest with me on a higher level. But that's the type of value you should be giving people and not be afraid to actually go out and sell. I had another woman who listened to an Instagram live of mine where I said something simple, because I'm, I'm the person that's like, charge, you know, more, like just charge more, raise your prices. And so 
I think she said her service was 1500 and basically after like list watching one of my lives where I'm like, okay, if you want to make $10,000 a month, all you really need is, you know, four clients to pay you 2,500 a month. And she said, that was what I needed to hear to switch my prices from 1500 to 2,500. And she said, when I switched my price, she said, I had a client buy it immediately. And she was like, I was shook. And it's like, that's the type of value that you want to provide because, you know, just because somebody gets one result on their own doesn't mean that you can't take them further and deeper into your business. So talk to me about how like digital products for you and creating value online like that kind of opens the door to some of your other services that you actually offer. Sure, sure. And it's so funny because I was actually just on Clubhouse and there was a young lady, her name is Nikki Payne, and she has a a brand that uh, sculpts women's bodies. And so I worked on a public relations campaign for her, if not last year, the year before. And so, you know, that was that we had a successful campaign, I confirmed a lot of opportunities for her. And she said from doing that, she transitioned into selling products. And one interview placement that I got for her um, ended up, you know, turning her business into like, I think she said she made $500,000 in six months. And I'm actually going to be doing an interview to share that testimonial so that people can see it on my Instagram page and they can see it on my website. Because, you know, she said she started by getting my book, uh, Do It Yourself Public Relations Strategies um, from my website before that. And then she hired me to do a PR campaign. And she said, even now, that I'm not working with her full time, that she's printed out those eBooks and uses them as a reference to continue her PR strategy. So, you know, that's one way that people can work with me is actually hire me to do public relations efforts for them. Like I said, I love coaching women. Um, I also offer the opportunity to co-host a webinar with me so that you can, uh, you know, co-host that live. And then, like I said, I have the special events. So when women learn, you know, the importance of speaking at events as a part of your PR strategy, which they learned that from my book, then when I have an event, they're willing to invest to be, you know, partners in that event. So, you know, I always encourage people, you know, at least have a freebie. You know, if you're not comfortable selling your ebook, a freebie can be a funnel into your higher packages and services because then people get to see, you know, the value, a little peek at the value you're offering. And then you have like a funnel that, you know, guides them into investing more with you in other areas. I love it. So good. We have another podcast that we already have um, with the Donnie uh, Brown and she talks about marketing funnels. So I feel like if you pair this episode with that episode, you are going to learn so much and make a lot of money. I'm going to make sure that I I look back and see the episode number so that I can share that with you guys. Um, But I wanted to know, um, do you have any favorite tools for creating digital products? I know you mentioned um, Canva, but do you have any other favorite tools for um, not just creating, but selling digital products? Sure. So um, yeah, Canva is a bit of my go-to because it's so easy, but I also use Photoshop. So when it comes to like, you know, more in-depth design that I'm trying to, you know, create, then I I actually use Photoshop. Um, Weebly is, you know, my website platform and it's my e-commerce platform. So that's the, you know, what I use to also sell my products. However, I am researching, you know, uh, opportunities outside of Weebly because there are platforms where you can participate as like a 
almost like an expert and it's more so of a school type of platform where you can have your courses and things like that available and they have a built-in network of people you know that can um access those so i know there are a lot of those opportunities i can't think of any by name specifically but there are like almost like digital schools that will accept you to have courses available on their platform which also has a built-in audience so um i'm trying to think what else you know i also use the the and this is sidebar this has nothing to do with digital products per se but I also use video shop on my um, phone as an app to create video content to post online now of course you can do that through canva now but um, sometimes it's easier for me to use the video shop app when I'm trying to create like a commercial or promotional video to to promote something that I'm doing on social media so that's one of the uh, apps that I use as well I'm trying to think of oh Evernote sidebar okay last 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 thing Evernote is another uh, resource that I use and how I use it is when I come up with an idea for something I create a note and if it's an ebook I'll just create like you know 10 points that I'm going to cover in the ebook and I'll put it in Evernote and get back to it and then I'll elaborate on one point that's a chapter then I'll elaborate on the second point that's chapter two so that's how you know I strategize the content so to speak I use Evernote to kind of keep all of my ideas in order and when I'm strategizing you know the content that I'm going to use for a digital product so Girl, this is so good. I love that you brought up Evernote because I'm literally looking at Evernote side by side. I've got Zoom set up over here to see your face. Right next to it, I have my Evernote with my bullet points and my questions. But y'all, if you don't know what Evernote is, it's a really great platform um, and software technology, whatever we want to call it, right? They have an app, but they also have a, um, like you can use it on your desktop. And it's basically like, if you have iPhone um, where it has like notes and stuff, um, it has it right there. I actually, I prefer Evernote um, to my iPhone notes because it's just a lot more like organized and it, and you can add video, you can add, I mean, you can add pictures. I don't know if you can add video, but I know you can add audio pictures. Um, there's highlighting. You can have all these different things. Like if you want to add a spreadsheet in there, you have a spreadsheet, they can have check mark. It's like, it, if, if you're queen of lists, like you'll love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you for sharing all that value, that at value. Um, and I know you mentioned video um, shop. So that, that is also a really great one as well. Um, and so what about, let's talk about actually selling digital products. So like, what are your tips for actually selling the digital products? I know we talked about sales funnels and I know I just mentioned the episode uh, with Donnie Brown. So you guys can go back to episode seven and that'll get you guys access to um, the podcast that we had about um, marketing funnels. But talk to us about selling digital products and um, how you've been able to sell them online. Sure. So um, I think, you know, one way, I guess, to turn a viewer into a customer of your digital products is to speak to people's pain points. Um, sometimes, you know, and, and that would be called in the technical word, like your marketing copy is what really sells someone on an ebook. So you have to speak to their pain points specifically. And so um, I hope that's answering your question, basically. But, you know, what I've 
essentially done is, you know, I'll write down, you know, cause I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. So I'll think back and say, okay, what was it that I wish I could have known back then? Those are pain points. You know, the ladies that are now transitioning into this digital world, because many of us are working from home and we can't, you know, uh, do as much networking in person, you know, what do they need? What does the entrepreneur need today? Because our needs today are different than our needs were a year ago. And so when you outline the pain points that your, you know, customers have, you want to speak to that very clearly in your, you know, advertisements, in your social media posts, in the posts on your website about the product, you know, and so that's been, I guess, very instrumental in me actually converting, you know, social media followers to uh, clients or customers is speaking to their pain points specifically and not having a lot of fluff because for me, <laughs> I can speak for me. I've, I have a little bit self-diagnosed ADD. So you only have a second to grab my attention. And if it's too long, it's like, you know, I'm swiping left or, you know, I'm swiping up because people, you know, we have a lot, we have a lot of distractions. So, you know, be very specific and be very brief in how you're describing your products. And that's really been instrumental. I think for me is just speaking to the pain points and figuring out, okay, what does, someone need today and how can I help them today through this digital product, so to speak. So good. I love that you said that. Um, it's really just speaking to their, um, just their pain points and their struggles. And one of the things I love to do on social media, I do it all the time, is I ask my audience questions. I ask them what they need help with, what they want to know, like if they're struggling with anything, like what are they currently struggling with? And I use that not only to create my digital products, but to market them too. Um, and so, like you said, that's really, really great because even if you don't know where to start, but you have an audience, you can ask them like, hey, what are you struggling with most? Like, what do you need help with? Um, that's actually how Epic Fab Girl evolved into a community for Christian women entrepreneurs. We started just as a community for ambitious Christian women um, to go after their dreams fearlessly. And what that looked like was everybody was like, oh, I want to start a blog. I want to start a business. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have a podcast. And everybody was like, oh, like, you know, this is what we need help with. So we're like, oh, we're helping entrepreneurs, not just, you know, ambitious women. This is women who actually want to start businesses and grow their businesses. And so, you know, using that, that, that really is just market research to build your businesses. Um, I think that's super huge. And I feel like that is not something we should just glaze over. Okay. Um, and so, I know before we transition to our final um, segment, which is the go-getter um, empowerment segment, do you have any final tips and advice for creating um, digital products? Like if you had like the top three things that someone needs to do um, to create digital products, to create and sell digital products, share that with us. Sure. So, you know, the top three things, you know, obviously log into Canva and then just start, you know, writing whatever it is that you have to share. You know, like I said, for me, it's just easier to break things down. So, you know, if I want a book, I usually break it into 10 chapters and those 10 chapters, I, I make them into topics, so to speak. So, you know, break it down and make it very simple, whatever your goals are with digital products and just hop into Canva today and start, you know, creating it. Canva is just an amazing tool. It's totally free. So that's step one. And then once you've done that, download it as a PDF and then upload it to your website. If you don't have a website, there's something called PayHip. 
Com, I want to say, and it allows you to, you know, upload digital products there and sell them. So, you know, we don't even have to have a website at this point. So, you know, three easy steps is just go on Canva, write the content, you know, download it as a PDF and then upload it to your website or pay it. And then when it comes to selling, just, you know, use specific uh, lingo that would attract your tribe and attract people to purchase it, speaking to their pain points. So that, I guess, would be the quickest way. But it's so doable. And that's the first step is just really believing that you could do it and not getting intimidated by other people operating in the space because it is a little oversaturated, but there's like billions, you know, of people in the world. So, you know, another tip I would add is to, you know, really narrow down your target demographic as small as you can make it so that you can speak to a very specific demographic. So, you know, don't just market to all women of color or all women in business. No, find a specific niche of women in business to market to so that you can speak to their specific pain points. Whether, like I said, if you're a single woman, you can create a single woman business owner platform specifically that speaks to those pain points. If you're a mom, you can have a mompreneur brand, but just narrow in your target demographic so that you can know who you're trying to reach and you can create products around that specifically. I feel like that was a masterclass in itself. Like you just give it all the gems, y'all. But I love that you you ended it with, you know, really helping them understand that even if you see other people out there that are doing exactly what you do or similar things that you can get out there and do it. Um, I know for me, I, I think I recently heard the statistic that there are 331 million people that live in the US alone, right? And a lot of us, are we have products and services for those people, but we can, there's so much money to be had. There's so much, you know, value that you can bring to different people's lives. And just because somebody wants to buy from one person doesn't mean they're not going to buy from you. And that's one of the things I've had to learn. Um, and, you know, like you said, earlier, like you have digital products where women from Egypt are purchasing from you. I have lots of women that are in English speaking countries that are elsewhere that purchase and are parts of our community. Um, we have women in Australia. We literally have women in Africa, um, in the UK. Like we have people from all over. And that's the power of really having a digital business is that you can connect more and more people. And uh, one last thing I'm going to ask you, because we didn't talk about this a ton. Um, when it comes to, I think a lot of times people think the digital products are only for, you know, coaches or like um, people who have services. But can you talk to us about like creating digital products, whether you are a service-based business owner or a product-based business owner? Oh yeah, totally. Um, you know, you, no matter what area or lane that you're in, there's totally space for a digital product in that, in that lane. So, you know, like I said, uh, there's a young lady, I wish I could think of her brand. I think it's God and goals. Her name is Crystal Perkins. I think it's God and goals. And so she sells, you know, t-shirts and things like that and clothing that really speaks to you know driven women of God but she also has digital products and I know she had like a physical boutique you know in Atlanta but she still had digital products and she's a 
product, physical product based business, you know, so it doesn't matter what you do, even, you know, if you're a hairstylist, you know, which is a service based business, you can create ebooks that teach women how to open, uh, you know, a hairstylist uh, salon, so to speak, or, you know, how to market yourself as a hairstylist. There's so many different areas, you know, um, how to, you know, build a brand as a hairstylist. So whatever your expertise is, whether it's service based, whether it's product based, or if you're just starting out, whatever your expertise is, there is definitely space to create content around that for sure. I even know uh, women who are nurses that um, I can't think of the brand, uh, but there's a nurse, a tribe of nurses, and she creates digital products to teach the nurses how to also have passive income outside of nursing. So she speaks to their specific pain points because she's also a nurse. So there's room for everyone to get into this space for sure. Yes, I think you're talking about two uh, ladies that I think I know. Um, Chris Perkins, she's actually spoken at one of our go-getter conferences as well. She's been a part of some of the things we do and she's great. Um, And then also, I think you're talking about Chicks with Checks. Is that it? Misha is her name. Maisha, Misha, or yes. Yep. So me and her, we it's so funny because we're always, she's always like, girl, I need to figure out how to do these reels. I'm like, girl, you getting out there and doing these reels. So you're doing it. Okay. Listen. Um, so yes, and and those are really great examples of women who, like you said, have product or service-based businesses and they venture out into the digital um product space. All right. So we're going to head into our getting or not our getting to know this go-getter segment, the go-getter empowerment segment. All right. So who is inspiring you right now? Like who are some powerful women we should be paying attention to? Oh, that's a great question. Well, you definitely are one of them. <laughs> so I Thank definitely you. have to say you are because I like, you know, like you said, Amisha says, when I see your TikTok videos, I'm always like, I need to get it together because you're creatively, you know, providing value and it's interesting. It's cool to watch and you learn something. So you're, you know, definitely very much um, inspiring. Um, Natalie Nicole, uh, she's, uh, if you haven't heard of her, definitely look her up. And it's so funny because I met Natalie years and years and years ago. So I'm so excited to see all the growth that she's doing in her business, which is more of in a wellness space. Um, who else has inspired me? Ronnie Brown, definitely. Um, I think her brand is, I want to say is Girl CEO. She's absolutely amazing. She's inspiring. So, you know, there are a number of women, you know, in this space, in their own niche that I find to be inspiring because they're showing up during a pandemic, they're showing up even though they're mothers and wives and have all of these things going on. And just like Misha, you know, she's a nurse, so she's on the front line, but she's still, you know, um, creating value and digital products and things like that. So, you know, I just find, you know, any woman that's really operating in her purpose is probably inspiring me right now because this is a unique season for all of us. And I love to see women showing up and bringing value and impact to the marketplace. Girl, I love it. I love that you shared that. Ronnie and her brand is amazing. Um, I love that brand as well as um, you mentioned Natalie Nicole, who it's so funny. Like you said, we a lot of times we meet people on social media. Um, and like I like like you said, I met Natalie probably five or six years ago just on social media and have always stayed connected. So, you know, there it, it's always beautiful to, like you said, to see people's journey. And if you're listening to this, you know, no matter where you're starting at, you can always always not just glean from other people, but, you know, connect with other people as well. And you never know, like, how your journey is going to unfold. Um, And I know, 
we value community and collaboration over competition at Epic Fab Girl. So I would love to know for you, what has been the power of actually connecting with other like-minded entrepreneurs of faith? Yes, I'm so glad that you asked that question because one young lady that I did not mention that is super inspiring me right now is Chanel Martin. And she has a, a group called the Kingdom uh, Network. I think it's the, the Kingdompreneur Network or the Kingdom Network. So, you know, she has been, you know, very inspirational um, to me. And just, they have like on Clubhouse, a, a prophetic planning uh, meeting room every morning at 8 a.m. And there's like hundreds of people in there. And they basically prompt you to seek God for clarity in areas of your business. So I think it's called the Kingdompreneur Network. And so, you know, being uh, a part of that group on Clubhouse has really fed me spiritually because I think sometimes we don't realize the importance of seeking God, not just in our personal lives and goals, but in our business and seeking him for strategy, you know, and seeking him for guidance and, and things like that. So um, that has been really, instrumental, you know, in me staying motivated and me really marrying my faith with my business as a faithpreneur. So uh, I definitely think it's important as a woman of God that's also an entrepreneur to find communities like the one you've created, like the one Chanel has created, so that we can all, you know, sow into each other's spirit and, and help each other, you know, really thrive in the space of being a, a kingdompreneur or a faithpreneur, for sure. I love that. And honestly, your response flows amazingly into my next question, um, it, which is a question I get all the time um, because we hear people say like, and God told me and God said, and I heard God say, but like I, a lot of times I get people that are like, okay, how do you know you heard from God? And so I want to know from you, like, how do you hear from God, know you're hearing from God and kind of, you know, check to see like if you're on the right track? That is a fantastic question. And so, you know, what I do is when I feel like there's some, you know, lack of clarity or motivation, I lean into God even more. So not only at 8 a.m. do I get up and join in in the kingdompreneur, uh, you know, prophetic planning, but then at 10 a.m. I go into a devotional with the Mindset Mastery Suite by Lindsay Vertner. And that's an hour of devotional, you know, related to uh, mindset and things of that nature. So for me, when I'm not sure if I'm hearing from God, I lean into God and I put myself in the atmosphere for his glory as much as possible. You know, I, I seek out opportunities to, you know, be in community with other women of God, with other women entrepreneurs of God. And that's to me, you know, when I start to get some answers or that, you know, divine guidance. And in addition, you know, one thing I, I recently was talking about with a friend was, you know, the balance of prayer versus meditation. Like, where is the space for both of those things in Christianity? And so to me, you know, praying is my communication to God and meditation is time for him to communicate back with me. You know, for so long, you know, I was raised to get on your knees, pray to God and then get up and keep moving. But now as an evolved woman of God, I know that you have to sit still to hear from him. How are you going to hear from him? And you're moving and you're busy and you're scrolling through social media. So that's what meditation is for time to silence the mind and hear from him. And, and the more you lean into God, the more you understand his, his, his tone, his, his spirit, his word. And that gives you clarity when you know, okay, this is God speaking versus this is Lily speaking, you know? So just lean into him as much as possible for that. Girl, you're giving us so much life because I feel like meditation has been one of the things that has shifted my life so much. And um, I've been promoting this one app so much. It's called Soul Space 
It is literally amazing. It is an app that is a Christian meditation app. You, I, you turn it on in the day or whenever you decide to meditate and you're literally meditating on, you know, just clearing your mind, hearing God's voice. You know, you may hear a scripture or two, but it has changed my life. Um, even on the podcast, we had a recent episode um, with Taylor Michelle Bell, and she's amazing. She's a Christian entrepreneur as well who does guided meditations. She does guided meditations on, uh, not, I was about to call it Periscope, on Clubhouse um, as well. But like, honestly, there is space, not just for prayer, but for meditation to really hear from God. And one of the things that you said, I feel like it's such a quotable thing, right? Is that when I feel like there's a lack of clarity, I lean into God more. And like, that is so major. And I feel like every moment in life where I have ever felt like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. It's like, all right, let me go get to worship. Let me get clarity from God. Let me shift into a new place because of what I'm getting deposited into me. So I love, love, love that you put that out there. And so, you know, what do you personally tell the woman who is afraid of starting or maybe starting her next big thing? Because I know we experience fear when we're getting ready to start, but when we're shifting, pivoting, transitioning, it also likes to rear its ugly head. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, fear, it can de definitely be crippling um, when you're getting into entrepreneurship or a big venture. But, you know, I think it's important that you know that, you know, we're called to honor God through everything that we do, right? So when you acknowledge that it is truly an honor to be, you know, a soldier in God's army, then it removes that fear because the things that you're about to create are to serve his people. It's not about you. You know, oftentimes fear is from the ego. It's thinking, oh, they're not going to purchase this. They're not going to support me. You know, those things create fear within us. That's just ego. But when you remove that ego and know that you're uh, business is going to be for the glory of God. There's no fear in that. You know, God created us for such a work as that. So that should excite you, you know, remind yourself of why you're doing any of this, you know, know that you are divinely made, you know, be authentically you. And, and, and oftentimes we can get a little, you know, nervous about showing up as our true selves, you know? And I think you, you have to remember that when you show up authentically, that's when you attract the tribe that God created you to serve. So you don't have to be like Lily Mae, you don't have to be like Candace, you can be who you are and that is what's going to, you know, attract the tribe to you. So just remember, you know, that this is a part of your purpose. This is not, you know, a personal decision. This is a purpose decision that you're doing by embarking on entrepreneurship and marrying it to your faith. Girl, a purpose journey. And then you're talking about divine things. It's like, I, I heard this guy say recently, his name is Brian Orm. He literally said like the word that God gave him for uh, 20 or like the phrase that God gave him for 2021 was ancient um, future. And I was like, yo, that's deep because it's like, this stuff has been written a long time ago. We just living it out now. Okay. And so when you think about that, it's like, and you approach what God has called you to do in that way, like you're going to approach it a little bit differently with a lot more confidence, with a lot more surety. And when things go wrong and unexpected, get back in God's face. Cause he, he the one with the plan. He's the one that knew that it was going to happen anyway. So find and position yourself like, and like you said earlier, where 
you're creating a space for his glory, you know? And so I just, I love it. I'm, I'm here for that. So um, for you, what does it mean to be a go-getter? Um, you know, to me, being a go-getter, it means, you spoke the word that I would definitely incorporate. It means, you know, walking confidently in your purpose. Um, that's what a, being a go-getter is. You know, confidence is such a, a key word in, in that to me, because it's like our confidence should come from God, knowing that we're wonderfully made and that we're created with special gifts, you know, to share with the world. So, you know, when it comes to being a go-getter, I just encourage anyone to just, you know, have your confidence be anchored in God, not your appearance, not your education, not your, you know, money, but have that confidence be anchored in God. And that is what's going to help you propel to the levels that he he's called you uh, to be in. Ma'am, listen, I feel like you just keep dropping gems. I'm like, oh, I need to tell the team to make that a quote. Cause like <laughs> when you honestly allow for your confidence to be anchored in God, like hope that's a game changer. Like it changes everything. And the, the blows to your confidence, um, will come, but when it, when it's anchored in God, it's like, yeah, you may sway a little bit, but you're going to be right where you need to be anyways, because your confidence is anchored in God. And I love that. And so, I know we talk all business. We talk about, um, you know, and we talk about so many things. But earlier you said, you said that you prefer a girl's night out over a solo uh, spa day. Okay. And so I want to know, what do you do for fun and for self-care? That's a great question. So um, I am a, you know, total silly billy extrovert and so I love to dance to soca music so that is extremely fun for me sometimes when I'm walking in the park me and a friend we'll find a little corner and we'll put on some soca music and we'll be just dancing in the corner since we you know are in a bit of a quarantine I guess you could say so I love you know dancing to soca music I love watching comedy shows I love having impromptu karaoke nights in my house so I bought like a karaoke microphone with the speaker and uh, all of that good stuff so I love karaoke so you know anything that brings me joy and uh laughter you know I'm I'm for it I even like doing staycations you know since we can't really travel safely lately I've been discovering hidden gems around my city and within like two hours of my city to go and explore on the weekend so that has become like a self-care thing for me because I love traveling and I've been such an avid traveler for most of my life and with that being shut down you know I'm finding creative ways to explore the city and and really have like staycations uh as a, a means of self-care. So those are a few of the, the fun things slash self-care things that I'm into. Yes, I love me a good staycation. And I feel like staycations always get your mind right. It also, I feel like invites for me, the presence of God in a different way. It's like I shift my environment and then it, God is like, all right, now I got you paying attention. Listen to this. And I'm like, oh, this is all I needed was to get away. So I, I love that you said that. And so I have had so much fun interviewing you. This has been so amazing. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about how we can stay connected with you and um, even get access to some of the resources that you have to help us create digital products. 
Sure, sure. So my website again is theglamceo.com. And then of course you can follow me on all social media platforms at Glambitious I am. So it's Glambitious I am. Um, you can follow my personal page at I am Lily May. And then I've also, you know, on Clubhouse, of course, um, as Glambitious. And in addition, on Facebook, we have a Glambitious Facebook group that you can be a part of to really, you know, stay in the loop of the things we have going on and promote your business and so forth. So those are, you know, all of the ways that you can connect with me. If you want to email me, you can email uh, glambitiousmember at gmail.com. If you have any questions about anything that I've uh, spoken to today, so yeah, I definitely invite the listeners to connect. Let's partner, let's collaborate and let's partner. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys go connect with her um, and get access to her community as well as um, all of the amazing content that she has online. As always, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much listening for listening to this episode of the Go-Getter podcast. And I promise y'all, y'all, if you, this was good for you, okay, share this with a friend, screenshot it, tag me and uh, Lily if you really enjoyed this episode because we love to hear back from you guys and know how it's impacting you. So as always, thank um, you we'll so much for listening to the next this episode, episode of the Go Getter Podcast. Podcast. 